Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I am back with Naeem Fazel again. Welcome back. Great to be here. I'm just <laughs> glad that I got invited back. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> well, we kind of need you as we're talking about Mosaic, who is Mosaic, Mission Vision. Do you though? Yeah, I guess you, I guess you do. I guess you that. do. Yep. Yeah. So I, that's actually... That's actually what we're going to talk about today. Okay. We previously talked about our mm-hmm. mission a little bit. Yes, we did. And what Mosaic stands for, why we exist. Yes, yes. So mission and vision. What is the, the difference? difference? Right. <laughs> yes. It is like, you know, I, I have been to different organizations or know of them or been in different churches. And yeah, mission vision kind of seems to be synonymous. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it well is. Done. And um, so, uh, but I think. If mission is why you exist, Mm -hmm. uh, then vision is what you see, like, where Mm -hmm. are you going? Okay. You know, so uh, our mission is to uh, reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Okay. It seems like, okay, that's a cool, uh, lofty goal. It's inspiring. But what does that look like? Right. And so vision is like, this is what it looks like. And so for Mosaic, mm-hmm. if you want like the, the answer, like the one line, our one line description of our vision is that we want to be a diverse community mm-hmm. uh, of faith, obviously, diverse community that lives by faith, that's known by love, and that's a voice of hope. So three things. Okay. That's so what that we puts see. a little bit more of a practicality to the bigger mission. Yes. But they're course. definitely connected. Yeah. So we, we see is we see, okay, so if Mosaic is going to be this church that's going to, you know, uh, obviously become church, mm-hmm. right? We're becoming. See what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we need to be intentional about it. And so we need to be diverse, number one. So we're intentionally called it Mosaic because we want to be a mosaic of people, right? So we want to be a diverse community, number one, uh, that does three things lives by faith. It's known by love, voice of hope. And those are three big things. The three big um, things in the scriptures is faith, hope, and love. Jesus talked about them. Paul, uh, the apostle, the writers of the New Testament continually uh, weave those uh, those three words into the themes of the New Testament. Okay, so before we get there, yeah, that is good. Faith, okay. hope, and love okay. is a recurring thing that comes up. But this idea of a diverse community. Okay. Why? Is that important? Why does that even matter? Yeah, I feel like that's a whole thing in and of itself. Yes, I think it matters because again, once because we're becoming church, we're becoming this people group that God had in mind. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in Revelation seven nine, it talks about how that there's going to be a moment where uh, God is going to have His way in a sense, like um, He's going to have this people group, mm-hmm. and it's it says from every tribe and every nation is going to be there. And he will be their God. They will be his people. So it's kind of like the we are moving towards that end. So I just think that we should be practicing that part. Also, sadly, sociologists and other uh, researchers have talked about um, how in the church world or in Christianity, it seems like uh, Sundays are the most diverse and sorry, not diverse, not diverse. Seg- segregated yeah. part uh, days of the week. Like, and so it is a reality. People who work together, uh, maybe play together, go to the gym together, don't really worship together. And we see this in so many options of churches. But then also when you go to those churches, 
they're not diverse. They're homogeneous people. Yeah. So they're all Hispanic or they're all black or they're all white or they're all certain kind of um, people yeah. group. And so I think a lot of people would say that they would want diversity, mm-hmm. but it's harder. Don't you think it's harder to do it this way? Like it's easier to live life homogeneously. Yeah. It's yeah. easier to just be with people who look like us and think like us. And I think sometimes people maybe even have the heart of mm-hmm. wanting diversity, mm-hmm. but they just find themselves falling into what they already know and people that already like them. Yeah, I think it's systemic too. I mean, some. Uh, I mean, if you look back at uh, our social structure, structures, and I mean, uh, from our housing to our school systems to so many other different um, uh, in- industries in our society, uh, this idea of homogeneous groupings uh, is is easier. Our, like our world is set up that way, mm-hmm. and so sub suburbia exists because of that. You know, uh, uh, different grocery stores exist because of that. And uh, funny note on grocery stores, uh, when we have a class and we talk about it, you've (laughs) heard this before, right? So if Mosaic was going to be a grocery store, it wouldn't be a Publix. It wouldn't be a hair seeder or a food line. It would be what? A Trader Joe's. Exactly. (laughs) Because when you go to Trader Joe's, you you find all kinds of stuff. You're like, where are they making this stuff? And how did Trader Joe's find this? Mm-hmm. So it seems like to this this collection uh, of all kinds of um, you know in, interesting, fascinating food groups. So we say that uh, Mosaic wants to be that as well. And yes, celebrating diversity is so much easier than actually creating diversity. Yes, yes. And at Mosaic, what I love about it because I hear the word diversity and I automatically just think culture. Mm-hmm. I think what people look like and race and all of that people groups. But really one of the things that I love about Mosaic and that people have actually said to me as well is it's not just that there's also, also diversity of like women in leadership, which we can and probably will do an entire podcast episode. Definitely. (laughs) Just that and that, but even politically and different beliefs and worldviews. I mean, when we talk about diversity at Mosaic, it is literally runs the gamut. It really does. I mean, this whole idea of hope for all that we've talked about before uh, is, is the, that's the heart of it, right? right? So it's, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be hope for all. And, and what that also means is not just we tolerate all, but we accept all. And so part of accepting is like really having uh, a posture of leaning in and wanting to listen and learn and, and know more about someone else's background and someone else's culture. Mm -hmm. You know, part of the reason why people just will choose and homogeneous, which is everybody looks the same. The reason why people choose that is because they're just cognitively lazy. Like as in, it takes so much brain power to kind of talk to and communicate with and relate to people who are who who you not, can't relate to. Yeah, right. And you're like, okay, what? And that's why people talk louder when people. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you talk louder to people that 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 you think that they don't know they can't they speak English. Yeah. yeah. Why is louder? Obviously. Uh, right. some, for some reason it's supposed to work like I don't know why why people have done that to me before because I'm you know English is not my first language and so yeah I've and I've had definitely the the oh man just the the painstaking you know uh times of trying to understand even the American culture like yeah. so yeah 
it's so hard to do but it's something that we have to do mm -hmm. i mean even jesus prayed in john he said you know that i pray that they would be one mm -hmm. and they're talking about he's talking about everybody we would be just one not like everybody would be the same yeah. but we'd be all like connected as one body like the church unified unified yeah. not but uniquely different yeah and so people have to understand that the goal is not uniformity it's uh unity yeah and it's so worth it to get to know other people and people i think so and realize that our lives are all intertwined yeah. intertwined i don't think that's a word <laughs> intertwined intertwined <laughs> english hello i'm oh, so sorry i'm the one i don't have an excuse languages. that's my yeah. only language yeah <laughs> All right. So let's, I didn't, I wanted to make sure we didn't skip past that. All right. So now let's get to the three pieces okay. of this vision. Yeah. So the three pieces of the vision is connected to, in fact, a passage of scripture in Thessalonians and Thessalonians, first Thessalonians, um, chapter one, verse three says this, this is uh, Paul talking and, um, and he goes, actually it's Paul, Silas and Timothy write a letter to a church. And the, he says, hey, we remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. So this idea of, you know, faith, hope, and love mm -hmm. comes from that. And especially this idea of like your work produced by faith. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we uh, translate that to mosaic as okay let's live by faith and so that's connected to having you know a, or owning i would say your yes. personal growth yeah you know our our own personal responsibility for our relationship yeah with god yeah yeah it's evaluating where you are yeah someone who might be uh reading i mean reading um uh listening to this you know you might be in a place of uh you, you know you've you feel like you're kind of you're pretty good mm -hmm. when it comes to your relationship with god maybe some of you might be just re-engaging others you're just checking it out you don't know and some have been here and been listening to better podcasts and you're a better <laughs> christian than all of us put together you know but that's again you evaluate where you are yeah you get on a spiritual scale that we don't like to, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go, okay, what do I need to do next? Yeah. And so I love the fact that when you say, hey, let's live by faith, it connects to everybody. Yeah, because we can all be, and we all are in different places. Right. But it's more of a matter of, are we moving forward? Right. And not in competition with other people, no. not because we have to be better Christians than the people next to us, but are we moving forward? Are we chasing after God ourselves? Right, right. You know, for yeah. me, I can't help but have a competition element aspect yeah. of it and so just turning it around to myself of am i closer to god than i was before am i hearing from him more than right. i was before yeah and it's about curiosity it's about like okay am i, am I moving forward with uh in my faith mm -hmm. am i doing that or, or am i not mm -hmm. like for some people this idea of spiritual practices like uh you might not have any so you might have to develop some Others of you might be very versed in the scriptures and you might go, okay, what do I need to like look into next? I mean, there are spiritual gifts out there. Mm -hmm. There's this whole idea of the Holy Spirit and what he does and what he offers and all that. I mean, have we dove into that? Yeah. I mean, I think some people, they come to faith in Jesus. They find that their life is okay. 
they have some prayer time, they're good, they maybe do spiritual practices like go to church or do some small groups or are involved in Mosaic, and that's it. You never really grow. Yeah. And you actually think you're growing because you attend church. Yeah. And that's not it. Well, and that's more religion, unfortunately, because right. you're just doing checklists of to-dos of things you're supposed to do. Show up on Sunday. Right. Have a quiet time. Like, right. you know, I'm just checking these right. invisible boxes. Are you actually growing? Are right. you Are you better than you were? Are you, you? Do you have more, less, deeper faith than you did, you know? Right. Before. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I actually want to have um, your wife, Ashley Fazel on for a whole podcast episode on spiritual practices because oh, yeah, she yeah. is so she is. knowledgeable with all of the different things, prayer and fasting and reading your Bible and yeah. all of that. And see, I mean, that she's a great example of a person uh, like that's that's different. Like, so she is, because of her personality, she is more likely to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I am the opposite. Mm -hmm. So living by faith challenges both of us in different ways. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Again, personal <laughs> responsibility, right, right. personal ownership. I will tell you one more thing. Yeah. This living by faith, hope and love kind yeah. of thing. It also uh, stemmed from my uh, goal to make um, this, what, did, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to follow uh, Christ in a very, um, very simple way? Like I wanted it that regardless of language and regardless of where you came from, like you could be coming from a different country and you could, you could look at our vision and kind of go, Oh, I get it. Live yeah. by faith. Okay. Be known by love. Okay. Um, be a voice of hope. Okay. I, got, yeah. I get it because in every language you can translate, translate these words. Mm. So to a diverse community. Right. Like right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Awesome. All right. So let's move on to, we've got live by faith. Mm -hmm. Then we have next known by love. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds simple enough, right? It does. Be known by love, love people. This is something that we teach our kids from the very beginning, like be kind, be nice, but it's gotta be about more than being nice to people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jesus has said that uh, um, the world will know that you're my disciples. They'll, they'll see me uh by the way you love each other mm. and so i think that we've got to remember that i mean here going back to thessalonians you know these guys write to this letter and they say your labor prompted by love like the labor of love like there is work to be done when it comes to love yeah and i think people don't understand that you cannot divorce love from the church but I, and from church people. Yeah. But I think a lot of people would say that it's already happened. I think a lot of the world mm. would look at the church yeah. as an organization and say, I don't see love here. I don't see, you know, right, right. things, sure. works, actions being born out of love. And so right. this is definitely something that the church has got to get right. Like, I mean, like you talked about reclaiming, like, I feel like this is one of those things we have to go back to yeah. as a foundational practice, a foundational thing and ask ourselves, are we acting out of love? Right, right. Well, I think the reason why the church is, divorces God's love and why people don't see it is because I think for, for a lot of us uh, that we have experienced and we've been taught at Christianity that basically says you can just live by faith just live by faith as in 
take your spirituality, take responsibility and go do your thing. Mm-hmm. And so people do that. People go and they become good Christians and they become good Christians and they become better Christians and they become more knowledgeable Christians and they become more spiritual Christians and this, 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 and this, and we keep on going. And basically what we've realized is that people are okay with, and we have tolerated or we have created disciples that go, all I need is Jesus and me and we're good. Mm-hmm. So I don't need people. Mm-hmm. So I can go get a podcast, get a preacher, get get content, be alone, be separated from people and actually become a very spiritual person just like Jesus. The problem is you cannot become like Jesus without people. <laughs> right. And so some people it's like shocking to to hear that. Yeah. But you you cannot we cannot because you cannot remove people from the conversation of Jesus because he was God entered into human history. Yeah. He could have sat on the sidelines and just directed. No, he, he came to the people. He was among people. He grew up among, you know, in with, with humanity. All that to say is, is that being known by love is about the people in our lives and that we cannot reflect God's deep knowledge and love or presence without loving the people around us. Yeah. So, and that's where it starts truly. Like, I think it can be overwhelming sometimes to go, okay, we have to love everybody, Mm -hmm. but it really just starts like the people in our homes, the people in our offices, the people that we're interacting with on social media or, you know, wherever, like, are we being loving here? Right. And that's really what the church is about is coming together. You can believe in Jesus mm-hmm. by yourself, but I don't know if you can actually follow Jesus by yourself. Like you have to have yes. that community Facts. there to yes. challenge and encourage yes. and support yes. you. And yeah, totally. And that. I think don't I don't think the people have the language even to love even each other or follow the fellow Christians or the you know church people. I don't think they have the language because I remember the first few words that I learned as I uh, grew in the faith where I was introduced to the Christian faith. One term was backsliding. So (laughs) I thought I was like moonwalking away from Jesus. (laughs) That was it. I was like, that's what what backsliding is. Um, Sounds fun. It sounds fun. Yeah, I'll do it. But they were like, oh, he's backslidden or Uh she's backsliding. And, and it was only ever talking about in reference to someone else. Right. And right. always in gossip Correct. You know, or praying for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Quote, uh, unquote. Yeah. yeah. And so I just realized like even the language that we have, we don't have language to love each other well. And if, for example, the, the, the term love, um, lo, like hate the sin, love the sinner or love the sinner, yeah, hate it. the sin. One you of those. It. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. The deep sins that we struggle with, are so a part of us mm-hmm. that how do you even love something that you can't separate? Mm-hmm. Like the person who is caught in an addiction, caught in the, like they don't know where they end and the addiction starts. Yeah. So this idea of like, oh, hate the sin, love the sinner, th- that's basically an excuse to treat them differently. Mm-hmm. I think loving people well is this idea of like, we have to be fully accepting of where people are, that as they stand right now, uh, or two years from now, they are enough. Yeah. They're fully enough. They're God loves them. We love them. 
uh, I think it's looking into, into the teachings of Jesus and Matthew and going, you know what, I've got to really change the way I treat people and I view people because I'll tell you what, love uh, asks us for a lot. And I think that's why it's just tough to be known by love. And uh, we just think the love, the, I think we got, we get love twisted because we think like, oh, well, it's, we know we can love, but, but, you know, we, we can't love the world. We can't love the world because if you love the world, you know, you're going to hate Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think we've got that all messed up. Yeah. That's Romans 12 too. Way pulled out of context. Of, right. You know, I would have. Yeah. I think it's, it's, we justify not loving people in the name of that whole, you know, idea yeah. of hate the sin, love the sinner, because it's easy for us to then remove the humanity of people. Right. Right. And, and you, go, well, I yeah, would never do right, that. Right. You know, and that's why I, 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 uh, I really, really uh, appreciate that we're like talking about, you know, when it comes to like hard topics and things like that, we go, you know what? We don't stand on issues. We mm. sit with people. Yeah. And I think that's really allowed us to pivot towards lean on love and lo- being loving. And that means is that, yeah, um, it's not like we avoid the hard conversations. It's not that like we, you know, move away or shy away from uh, sin and uh, all those things. We just go, hold up. So if these sins are so deep and they're so interconnected with humanity and the, and the person who is doing this, maybe it's not what they need is not for us to stand and yell at them. Maybe it's asking them to sit down with them and explain or to learn and just to hear them out. Um, Cause I mean, that's going to change people's lives. Not, not screaming at them, not, right. you know, not the opposite. Again, nobody that I know has ever been shamed into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And if you have, that's a terrible it's, relationship. And it's not real. Right. It's not real. Right. It it's was not... fear-based or it was guilt or shame or whatever. And right. Yeah, that's, that's not the it's way not, it. it's not at all. Yeah. All right. So live by faith. Okay. Be known by love. Mm-hmm. And the last one is be a voice of hope. Be a voice of hope. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. There's a quote out there that says, don't be an echo uh, of someone else, you know, mm-hmm. uh, be a voice. Be a voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to be a back echo of someone else. I want to be a voice. Something like that. Mm. I think it was a lot more profound than I just said it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That'll be the title of this episode. Oh, it was a lot more profound. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's pretty much the episode right here. Um, yeah, being a voice of hope is like understanding or realizing that God has put purpose in us like the god has mm. put purpose in us so like if we were to summarize the whole faith love and hope i think faith maybe talks about this felt need that all of us have and it's a sense of um identity mm-hmm. and so more we learn more we lean into what does it look like to to have faith in jesus and the personal relationship with jesus and knowing god uh we understand our true identity mm-hmm. And love is really about belonging, knowing that we belong, that we can, that people can love us as where we are and we can love people where they are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. It's belonging. And I think hope is being a voice of hope speaks into 
purpose. Like we all want something bigger than ourselves. Even though we don't say it, we need, want something significant in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think um, this is my quote, and uh, but I would say like success is being significant in someone else's life. Yeah. I mean, that's what life, that's what success is. And I think we intuitively know that. Like we want to live big lives. For some, it's like, I want to do big things. I want to be popular. I want to be, I want to have influence and I, you're ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I totally get that. Um, but I think being a voice of hope means we have to own the fact that God um, is not just working in us. He wants to work through us. Yeah. And I think you can have both. I think it's okay to have big ambitions and want to do big things. And on the other side of the coin, you know, just to go, I don't really, I'm good. I'm good where I am. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, I think the question is like, who are we being a voice of hope to? And are mm. we being a voice of hope to people? And I think it's easier for some than others. What would you say yeah. to people that go, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to be a voice of hope. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. What would you say to? Yeah, I think, I think uh, number one, it's, uh, you know, if you're going to uh, take personal responsibility of the fact that you have to uh, grow spiritually, you have to own the fact that God has wired you up with some certain gifts and talents. Mm. And you might go, I don't have any talent. Well, here's what you do have. You have a personality and no one can argue that. You have a unique personality that no one else has, which means that you interact with God in a way that no one else gets to act, yeah. interact with God, which means if you, that you get to see a part of God, a view of God that no one else gets to. Mm. So if you cool. knew that, it would be nice for you to share it. Yeah. So being a voice of hope means one, we have hope we know of that hope we we share that hope and also it we also realize that jesus called us the light of the world uh, a city on a hill which means that we are called to be the most hopeful people and yes terrible things happen yes life really stinks at, at times and god does not show up the way you thought and um and sometimes it is not a happy ending yeah. And I, and I think for so many of us, what we don't realize is that when God talks about a happy ending, um, he doesn't mean in this lifetime. Right. right. He does not. He never did right. mean that in his lifetime. And a voice of hope also reminds me uh, that God wants to use me for a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. That So my personal purpose, like my life's purpose or my life's mission is not the end all be all. Like my life's purpose is, is just a tool, just a story to fulfill God's purpose. Mm -hmm. So there's a bigger thing going on. Like, um, I think what we want, what we're tempted to in life is to try to find um, the biggest story of, for our lives. Mm -hmm. We want to write the biggest story. We want to, we want our story of our life, play the biggest part. Yeah. We want our life to be a big story. And we won't play the part, right? Yeah. We want to be the hero, the hero in it. But I think that what God invites us to is to find ourselves, our lives, find ourselves in God's big story. Yeah. So we have a part to play in God's big story. We don't, we don't find a big story. Yeah. 
And I think sometimes it's accidental. You know, we look at other people that we think are really doing Mm -hmm. a big thing for God and we go, okay, that must be the way to do it. And so I want to follow after this person. Yeah. But back to, like you said, we all see a unique part of God. We all have then a unique voice. We have people in our lives. I mean, there are people that would listen to you or, you know, that you can really connect to God that I could not and Mm -hmm. vice versa. And there are other people out there that just because of a way that they phrase something or they explain something is going to, I mean, it could be the same passage they've heard a hundred times. It could be the same Bible story they've heard a hundred times, but if we will all use our unique perspectives and voices, we can reach people that nobody else can. Right. Right. And again, it's connected to being the church, being the church, because one of the things we've, 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 realized here and hope people understand is that we have been taught a uh, a a personal faith and a private faith and it never it's a it's never supposed to be just a personal faith and a private faith it's supposed to be a very public faith it's a corporate faith and the scriptures are written to that end the the scriptures were never written to a person always a people yeah. so the promises of god are always to a people not just to us right. that's why when we put our we take those out of context and we apply it to our lives and it doesn't work we're like oh god hates me no he's like i wasn't talking to you <laughs> you know i was talking to them i was talking to all of you yeah and so i think again voice of hope reminds us that hey we're part of this collective we're part of this story and that we are like the scripture says, we are his ambassadors to mm-hmm. speak for him, that God wants to make his appeal through us. Yeah. We have to understand that we got to know that, like, if that, that God has called us and has known us before we were born, mm-hmm. like Jeremiah talks about. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those scriptures that we may read, we go, okay, hold on, I got to be part of something bigger here. And I love, I love the, the, our vision, because what I really see though, is I see these things as, as things that we can do individually, Mm -hmm. but even as a church, but, and also as a practical thing, like, for Mm -hmm. example, the voice of hope means you got to think outreach or out, uh, you know, out of yourself. So that's why I love the fact that we have opportunities for outreach, you know, being known by love. Well, that's why we, we harp on being a part of a, a unique community or you like a men's community or women's community or a youth group or a small group. Why? Because being known by love is you got to interact with people and then live, uh, live by faith is like, Hey, that's why we want to do online, you know, like morning breath or prayer things or Sunday morning, like content, getting that and being challenged by that. If we surround ourselves with this kind of flow, if someone is out there going and thinking right now, they're like, you know what? I just want to, I just want to make sure that I grow this year. Yeah. Well, the three big things is, are you, have you grown and have you, do you, do you trust God more than you do right now? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, have you got there? Like, yeah. did you, have you, you done, what have you done in faith? And if you say you want to, what action steps are you taking right. to make that actually right. happen? Right. Known by love. Okay. So what do people know me as? Opinionated. They know me. They will know me as any of the things found in first Corinthians 13, you know, right. am I patient? Am I kind? Am I, if I'm not known for any of those things, then guess what, buddy? Right. Those should be lifelong goals. Right. We're constantly striving. After. Constantly. And then, Hey, I'm a voice of hope. The people around me, uh, do I leave them hopeful? Do I leave them with a message? Do I leave, do, do I speak purpose? in people's lives because i have purpose yeah or do i just suck life because i have no life 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and really that's, that's the big idea mm -hmm. with this podcast is, you know, becoming church. How do we become the church? And this is exactly how to do it. So I think people can just look at these three things, these parts of our vision, you know, yeah. this is Mosaic's vision, but I think it definitely can apply, you know, to anybody that's listening and, and that's the way, that's the way that we go forward. Yes. And I think yeah. for people who are like, you know, what is Mosaic about? Mm -hmm. This is, this is really critical. Like, I think if you they go okay why do you do things you do Th these are the things that navigate that help us navigate yeah what we do why we do you know why are you talking about this because we want to be a diverse community why why are we uh talking about that uh well because we want to live by faith we want to challenge people hey why are we making such a big deal about this because we want to be a voice of hope yeah. hey why do we keep talking about these projects and this projects and nonprofits and oh because we want to be a voice of hope yeah, yeah. so yeah 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 it's good another great podcast <laughs> yeah you're gonna go on and rate this again aren't you you're gonna go on and rate the podcast I, another I actually Five on that note <laughs> you can do that right yes you can actually it helps us a lot if you guys do go on and rate the podcast it helps other people to find it and make sure that you're subscribed so that you know when the next episode is coming out yes but thanks for being here and we'll talk to you all soon yes bye